Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome to episode three of D Godcast, the podcast by DGens for DGens. It is Tuesday, March 15th. I'm JB, part of your devil's pitchfork of hosts, together with the homies Ooh. Chapter and Slate. Ooh, we got a special guest for you today, one of the artists working on our beloved dead gods. But first, Chapter, hit him with the recap. All right, yo, uh, shout out to everybody who got rugged by Daylight Savings. You know what I mean? The devs left, you know, but y'all know the vibes. I know by now your girl probably told you she loved the sound of my voice, bruh. You know, so uh, for the recap, though, um, let's see. Uh, first, the roadmap, V2, hit the timeline like a fucking Gallic gun from Vegeta blasting through the old ways of thinking, pushing hairlines back with the recoil from the unprecedented force of the motherfucking powerful steps being made on the God side, bruh. Robust ecosystem, dead gods, on-chain elections, ME, Solana art, bruh. The announcement of the upcoming D-Labs accelerator and the Kickstarter platform to facilitate and empower vetted Solana projects, but with the lowest acceptance rate imaginable where participating projects face full scrutiny and are meticulously curated before being granted access to some fucking sick-ass proprietary resources, bruh. Plus, collaborating with leading one-of-one minds from top Solana projects as official advisors to cultivate and streamline fucking gas-ass NFTs. That whole section of the map was a fucking bar. But in reference to something on the map, one specific and epic revelation for those who didn't listen to the first episode, NGFMI, 30 fucking dust per fucking dead god staked. It was right there. But yo, shout out to the homie Chill for the silky smooth mobile experience. Roadmap.thegods.com. D-Y-D-D. Secondly, these auctions and raffles are back testing the might of the observant. Seen an impressive SMB NFT get relocated by no stranger to the auction house. OG homie Vittler for 8.6k dust for those who don't know. He's also the winner of the first dust auction in history for the SSC. Fan played pawn to E4 a few weeks ago. Stay woke. For raffles, the infamous DAA piece went for 180 dust. So to the anonymous winner, <clears throat> fuck you, <clears throat> should have been me. Uh, I mean, congrats, Anon. Uh, you know, uh, check the latest listings. Swear that shit going on like every day. Auction house competing with the sales bot for content. Uh, parallel to these activities, though. We're moving closer to 90% staked every calendar day. Shout out to the guys who've been here since 33.3% staked. And salute to the new holders reaping the benefits and blessings that go along with that. As dust proceeds to metastasize into the wallets of many, an opportunity becomes the word living rent-free in your head. Dust adoption continues to steadily expand, which brings us to a dope project i seen this week. Aternate. Aternate integrated the Dust Protocol token into their expansive interstellar metaversal project. Aternate's implementation of their Holotab release last week pairs digital housing in space with an exclusive option to fully furnish your crib with dust on the Unreal Engine. Thought that shit was dope. Hey, salute to them. NFA, Dior. But speaking of Dior, the motherfucking Do Your Own Research app beta continues to grow in covert fashion. As Finn and friends grind developer style in perpetual motion, pause, uh, as we move closer <laughs> to the imminent and official drop of the final product to the masses, we talk in portfolio tracking, trader leaderboards, 
all-time high notifications, NFT project-specific chat rooms, all-time high notifications, an aggregated view of upcoming mints. Oh, and motherfucking all-time high notifications. I got that shit on my girl's phone. We active. No static on the iOS. Shout out to the homie Finn. He talking about bugs. We talking about fire, bruh. Non-holders. Dust subscription coming soon. Funeral at the end of the month. And oh, wasn't there something about the Mickey? Never mind. Too soon. Let's fucking go. Beautiful. Excellent. Well done, as always. Um, yeah, the fucking raffle's going nuts. Frank, uh, listen to me on the last episode where I said I just use a day's worth of dust whenever a new set of raffles come around and says, all right, from now on, new raffle every single day. Just absolutely destroyed my fucking game theory. So thanks a lot to that, Frank. Um, yeah, tickling 50 soul floor price too. Fucking A, 49.69. Shout out to whoever the dickhead was that listed below 50 soul there. <laughs> but um, very, very well done. All right. So like I mentioned, uh, our guest today is working on the D-Gods art that we're all creaming our fucking pants on uh, on Twitter over, having wet dreams about. And before you ask, no, it is not Delilah. Frank has that motherfucker locked up in a basement with nothing but a goddamn iPad, Apple Pencil, and Red Bulls until D-Gods drop at the end of the month, so don't ask. However, I'm personally amped up to get an outsider's perspective on the core team today. Uh, Our guest today was the first artist recruited to help with Dead Gods, hailing from the D-Geniverse, everyone's favorite scumbag, scum.soul. How you going, sir? What's going on? Nice to meet everybody here. I don't know how the fuck anybody follows chapter after those fucking things. <laughs> hey, yo, yo, but real quick, hey, yo, scum, bro. So, so, so you're, you're like, your name's like Mateo, right? Yeah, I was gonna ask. You dropped the Mateo from your Twitter handle. Do you prefer to go by scum now or what? Uh, let's do, let's do Mateo for the sake of the podcast. But, Not calling uh, you scum for two hours. <laughs> yeah, it's just fucking weird. No, actually, the change came about because our uh, our patron saint Frank actually told me it'd be a power move to go ahead and switch the twitter handle over so oh word word nah bro because it makes me think bro you ever uh, hear that freestyle bro with uh with biggie and uh tupac bro when they were on stage and then biggie was like it's the one where he's like i got seven mac 11s about eight thirty eights nine nines you know what i'm talking about he's like peace to mateo now we smoke weed like tony montana sniffing yeah yo i always yeah. think about that shit anytime i hear somebody say mateo <laughs> That's all I want to ask. Fuck, man. It might be a power move to go back to Mateo. <laughs> Word. <laughs> you don't Jesus. remember that shit? Hey, bars. Hell yeah. All right. Yeah, fucking A. So since uh, you're kind of new to the D-Gods community, I thought we'd start off with you just kind of giving us a little background on yourself, maybe how you ended up on Team D-Gods from your perspective or whatnot, just to kind of let the people know you know, who they're talking with uh, or listening to, rather. Yeah. Um, well, so, I mean... I have the classic story, like I've been drawing since I could hold a pencil. Um, I think I got my my first crack at Photoshop when I was like 15, and I've been I've been an avid Adobe user ever since. But uh, um, for the last like 10 years, I've been doing graphic design, photography, um, building brands specifically, uh, doing brand and identity packages. But uh, always went back to illustration, uh, doing T-shirt designs and things like that uh, for friends. As a kid, I used to get in a lot of trouble spray painting shit. Uh, scum was actually my my name as a young little shit um was arrested with that name you know it's got it's got a little bit of credit to it but i dropped it for a long time and um when i got into the web3 space uh, in about november of last year um 
I had no intention of selling art at all. I got in because I was like, man, people are making fucking money selling JPEGs. I wanna, I wanna see what this is all about. And actually, my one of my mentors uh, helped me get into the space. And uh, anyway, hung out for a while, didn't make any money, pretty much just lost money. And then uh, I decided to drop a little piece of art uh, based on one of the degenerate trash pandas. I think it was in January. And it was just like, I hit the ground running. People were like, yo, you can sell this. People were like, yo, make some for me. Um, and then I, I got hooked up with a really good friend, Stephen Wan, and he helped. He's actually a big D, D God bag holder. I think he's got like 30 okay. D Gods or something, a bunch of mythics. I think he had one of those like all time high sales there not too long ago. But anyway, uh, he helped me get set up on Olaplex, start selling art. Um, and it was really just like a, like a dream come true. I've just always wanted to make art and I've wanted to just like have a pure creative, uh, like conduit and web three ended up being the space for it. And like, there's just so fucking much wagby going around that like, no matter what I put out, people were supportive, people got behind it. Um, and it just gave me the momentum I think I needed to like be confident enough to keep putting art out. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a little intro. Fuck. Yeah. And you picked a phenomenal community to get started with, with, Degen apes. I mean, those dudes are absolute batshit crazy. Before D gods, really like that. That's always kind of been the community that I've gotten hyped on because they don't like they treat their people like gods, basically. So I'm sure you drop that one piece of art and it's like game over. But I got all right because you mentioned your uh, spray tag and getting arrested. Shit, I got a quick funny story. I got arrested once um, for tagging up a wall uh, behind the train station. And the reason that the cops got called in the first place is because me and my buddy, dumb as hell, looking completely the opposite of incognito, are running around like black jeans, black hoodies. We got spray uh, paint cans in our waistbands. So people called the cops and they're like, yo, there's two kids running around with guns in the park. <laughs> oh, shit. Because <laughs> we just looked suspicious as fuck. And uh, I I told you before, like I have no lick of creative uh anything in my body so i didn't even have a creative tag my tag was literally just eat pussy <laughs> so i got I, <laughs> I got arrested and i think i spent like uh, about a month in jail for literally just spray painting eat pussy on a train station wall so didn't turn it into fucking anything wait hold on you said you got a, a month in jail oh shit yeah, there's other reasons why I was not able to get out on bond immediately, but how old yeah. were you? Uh, I think I was like 19 at that point. Oh, okay, just above the age where they actually throw oh, ass yeah. in big boy. Oh yeah, I was like a full ass dumbass adult spray painting "eat pussy" on train stations. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I have a, a question because we we talked to Frank in the first episode, and he was super fired up about you being a part of the team and working with Delilah. How did like Frank? I guess you never like worked for DGN Ape Academy, so it's not like you really, you know, stole you from them. But how did Frank convince you to? And I don't know if it was drop everything and work on D Gods or not. But how that um, play out? So I think every artist in this space experiences this a little bit when they're getting started. But pretty quickly, you start getting DMs for like, "Hey, come work on my project. I'm doing a generative project. I need some artwork. You're great." And luckily, I had some good mentors like out the gate who were like, just separate smoke from fire make sure you understand, like, is this really good for you? These things take a lot of fucking work um, and just, you know, be careful. But then I let him know that someone from D gods reached out and he was like, do it. 
make them pay you in DGODs. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, so it was pretty immediate. And I'm actually not sure which who on the team reached out to me because it went straight from a Twitter DM to Discord. And then I was in the Discord with everybody. I was in there with Delilah, Taylor, and Frank. Um, and then we just kind of bought back and forth for a while. And the first thing I did was they actually hired me to do that Olympus um, mural for the home. Yeah, that shit's fucking sick, right. bro. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. That fuck, dude. They wanted it done in like four days, and I was like, "All right, bet, let's go." I think. Oh I, shit! So what's like four days, bro? Jesus. They, how how long did it take you? Like like fifty hours, probably. I like it was. Oh shit! It was a grind, man. Bro, that's fucking crazy. Because I swear, I swear, I was saying something about that fucking shit, bro. Whenever you had made it, and I remember when I first seen it. Cause I don't know if it was a Twitter space or I don't know if it was this show, bro. But I remember I was talking, I was like, man, fucking scum fucking, uh, did that shit in like fucking like a couple days or some shit, bro. Let's go. Look at this. We were all listening to that when you were doing that recap and you're like, Michelangelo did the Sistine Chapel in like 13 years. Scum did (laughs) Olympus in like four days. (laughs) We all fucking lost it. Yo, that's crazy how close I was, bro. I knew you were a fucking G bro. Let's go. I knew it. Frank, hey, Frank out here sniping people, bro. Let's go. I knew it. Uh, so I think that was that was like a stage, I think. So I did that. And then and then they were like, how about you want to come work on this Dead Gods thing? Damn. And then you went out. You were on the uh, sleepover, right? Oh, yeah. You flew yeah. Out to, or you live in California, don't you? Yeah. No. So I'm, I'm, I'm not in California, but uh, I was close enough. Mm-hmm. And actually, so the day before I was supposed to go out, we found out my dog had uh, sorry, it's kind of a bummer. Found out my dog had cancer, the big ass tumor on his liver. Oh wow! Um, and so I ended up not going out. I was supposed to go for six days straight. I ended up not going out, and then my dog rebounded. Like hell yeah, hella. Jeez. He's he's doing great right now. Um, and I'm gonna try to sneak him into one of the dead god oh, assets. Oh, let's a go. Word. But, hey, run that. Do you know shoot. which one? Uh, yeah, no. Fuck. We'll get. I mean, there. I don't want to drop we'll it. We're gonna figure it out. It'll be tight. Uh, so I, I went out for two days, drove back home just to make sure everything was good. My girlfriend's here alone with him and another dog. Uh, and then I drove back out, did another two days, uh, and then we all finished the sprint together. So from kind of an outsider's perspective, what is that team like? Because Frank said they're all like boys. And you know, so what was your opinion of them? Are they all just legends or like a bunch of fucking nerds? What is it? Kind of kind of both, man. Like, I, I'll tell you something. Frank is... A fucking animal. He's he's a monster. Facts. Dude's a legend, and also like he's not what you're picturing. <laughs> he's he's dude. He's I don't know, man. I fucking love that guy. Uh, but the team was amazing. Uh, Delilah, like I know Frank said it, but sincerely one of the most talented humans I've ever met, and like beautiful to boot. Frank was right about all of it. And uh, let's see, Candy Apple, a fucking prince, dude. Like one of the sweetest kids I've ever met. Uh, his art is insane too. I don't know if you saw. I picked up one of his pieces. Oh hell yeah, yeah. His shit's fucking dope. Yeah, I like his shit. Yeah. I picked up the Swinging Jordans, man. Uh, I've never saw. Oh, that. You, oh got you got those? those? Yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, yeah, good for you, bro. That's fucking sick. And let's see, Chills just so fucking cool. Uh, like really dope French dude. AK, he's a savage. Um, AK seems like a monster. And then yeah, honestly, I think kind of like the beast that nobody really knows about is Taylor. Like. Um, Taylor was there. It's really fun. So I learned a lot being there with them. Like I've never really been a part of a team quite like that, where everybody, if there's a hole to fill, someone's filling it, you know, pun intended. 
they're just <laughs> like they're just on top of it but taylor's kind of like he's kind of like the project manager like whenever there was art to be done he was there giving feedback whenever there was anything about like dust or what the what the group's next investment was he was there in everything and it was just just really fucking cool to see um that dude's a beast as well wow a little taylor alpha on the show this time i don't think i've seen him yeah he's he's very very elusive never hear much from him when uh ak got to the house whenever it was a few weeks ago he dm'd me and said dude delilah's beautiful and at this point, I was still thinking Delilah's a woman. So it wasn't until, <laughs> until like a week later that I learned that it was a man, a beautiful, beautiful man. Oh, I love that. I love a hot guy. No, no homo. Everybody <laughs> loves a hot guy. Yeah, man. How can you not? So apart from Sir Candy Apple and Delilah, I suppose, who is your favorite one of one artist on Solana? Oof. Let's see. I'm, I'm a big fan of Resist. Um, I just really oh, dig yeah. resist style. Um, I mean, you know, it's easy to say this, but I fucking love John Lee. Um, mm. And hmm, I did not expect this question. Come back to me, bro. You're a one of one artist. You didn't expect this question. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. Man. No, it's all good. It's all good. Um, you recently uh, said that you were burnt out on Twitter. Why is that? <laughs> Uh, so doing the creative thing is, it's pretty vulnerable, like end of the day, like, even though, even though I'm LARPing as whatever my PFP is day in and day out, it's still like, it's a true creative expression. So I think, uh, that tied in with the fact that you just kind of got to fucking hustle to get yourself in front of people. Word. Um, it's just, it's a bit of a roller coaster. Um, so like there's good days and bad days on Twitter and like you, some days you have a tweet that just fucking bangs and you expect every next one to, to do the same thing. And you have a bad day and it's like, God, I fucking suck at this. Uh, <laughs> You're like, damn, am I shadow banned? Nobody's liking my shit. Oh, wait, my tweets are just ass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's, I think it's just the grind. Like I, 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 uh, I got to put it down and just like focus on art sometimes. And, and that's when I feel the best, you know, I was going to say, dude, like you're an artist. You don't have to have a fire Twitter game. Like I think the last tweet that I saw John Lee post was like a piece of his art and a fucking croissant emoji. Like no one's expecting you guys to like put out gas art and be like the best Twitter handle going, you know, so no, no pressure there. Um, I've been trying to convince anyone that has a drop of talent in my family to make one of one art. And then I just get to like be their manager and shill it on Twitter and take 33% of their fucking, <laughs> their, their Holoplex Hawkins. No, I'm just kidding. Maybe like 20%. But, um, what would you say is the hardest thing? I mean, I feel like you kind of got fucking lucky. Like, not lucky. You picked a great piece to do for a great community. So like it was almost guaranteed to pop off and it was fire. But like to somebody who's trying to, you know, do something different or kind of break out what do you think uh, is the hardest thing about getting started as a one-on-one artist? And then uh, what's like the best piece of advice you can give to somebody who's just trying to, you know, get people to appreciate and maybe even bid on their art. Um, I think storytelling is really big. Um, I think the biggest reason why I had so much momentum was I, I built a story that people got behind. Um, so the inception of my first collection was that I wanted to get an ape. I couldn't afford one. And I wanted one and people told me I could sell art. Um, so I built everything around 
that as the goal. And then I built a bunch of lore around those pieces, built the website, and then um, I wouldn't release it until I had uh, approval from Monolith. Um, oh, wow. And then Monolith gave me the approval and then he gave me a shout out before the auction started. And by that point, Oh wow. That's dope. It was, I mean, it was a fucking fever pitch. Like I couldn't, I couldn't slow it down. It, it, it just like, I really built up a lot of momentum, but, um, I don't know. I, because a lot of artists start and people recommend like, Hey, do the derivative thing or do derivative PFPs. And like, yes, that did work fucking great for me. But, um, I don't think that that was that was it, you know, I mean, it's a good way to get yourself in front of people. And I think when you're going to do derivatives, I think it's best to do them for free and just put them out in the universe. It's a good way because people love to retweet that shit. They want to see it. People want to see their own bags pumped. Um, but uh, I think, you know, be kind, build relationships and be genuine. Like, I, I don't know how else to say it. I mean, there's amazing artists on Solana that don't get any love. And I think it's just because like, they don't know how to put themselves out there or, or how to self market um, or how to just like step out of their bubble and like start making connections with people. But I think that's one of the beautiful things about having an NFT as your PFP is like, you're kind of invincible. Like it's not you, it's whatever that thing is. Um, again, like the whole LARPing thing, it really did save me in the beginning. Like I don't show, I don't share shit on my Instagram. It's all photos, you know? Um, so I became an artist when, when I got into web three or I started selling art anyway. Yeah, I, I feel like you sometimes don't really expect, you know, the artistic people to also have the personality that kind of goes with Web3, Twitter and all that. So um, I would say because I've seen artists that drop stuff and maybe their art is phenomenal, but, you know, it doesn't get bid on or it just doesn't really they don't they don't get any type of following going on Twitter. And then sometimes you see them kind of like pull the woe is me card like wow, nobody like cares about me. Nobody bids on my art at all. Do you, but to me, like I am like very extroverted. I'm also very prideful. Like you'll never catch me. I mean, pulling a sob story on Twitter or something. So when I see that, I'm like, bro, pick your fucking head up, like keep grinding, put out more art. Like, do you think that's kind of fair? Like if you're, if you're making fire art and it's not getting the respect it deserves and nobody's bidding on it, do you think it's fair to kind of be pissed about that? Or do you think, you just got to keep kind of grinding. No, I mean, it's definitely on them. I, so I'll occasionally I'll get a comment. that's like, oh, fuck, you sold that for that. Like, I, I'm trying to sell art for I'd be happy with one soul. And it's like, well, well I mean, what are you what are you doing? Who are you talking to? Where's your community? Right. Who are you, who, like, do you have homies? Are you building homies? You could have just said, hey, congratulations. DM me. And then I would have DM you all fucking day. We could have talked about it and I would share your work. And then I have people who are like, hey, man, I want to give you something. And I'll never let anybody give me anything for free. And so I'll buy it. Um, I just like, I want to support people, but I want people to be working for themselves. I mean, I, f I feel that way with everything. Like I had no fucking handouts. Facts. Sorry. <laughs> that was impassioned. Careful though. Like now, now once this, <clears throat> once this, uh, episode drops, you're going to have your DMS full up of people trying to give you, yeah, shit hey, yo, yo, take this. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So I actually, the, the DM thing got way out of control. So now I actually had to cut back. Now I can only get DMs from people I follow because uh, they just so got you, like overwhelming. You heard it here first. The best trait or skill that you can have in Web3 is shit posting on Twitter. That's it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. Um, you mentioned and 
again, if I don't know if it's something that you're comfortable talking about or not, but I've in, encountered a lot of people in Web3 that are in sobriety, uh, you know, don't drink, do drugs, anything like that. Um, and you, because I said I was hungover as fuck. I think it was like yesterday that I said that. Uh, I've been on a, a little bit of a bender, but that's another story. And you said you're going to be sober uh, three years, like at some point in May. So congrats on that, A. And B, well, I guess now we're two for two on guests that aren't drinking. Who would have fucking thought that would happen? Uh, <laughs> but do you think, or is there any like, because I can't really wrap my head around that. Around that. Is there any uh, like guru wisdom that you have gained from like not having any substances enter your body that you can share with me and the people who don't share that with you <laughs> yeah man i mean it's first of all it's the best decision i've ever made for myself um i think like to really go down the rabbit hole like a lot of what addiction is is just trying to fill a hole with something um and a lot of what recovery is is trying to figure out how to fill that hole with yourself and not with substances people sex influences things like that um, nfts NFTs, great example. Um, and I think, you know, I have a lot of addiction in my family, a lot of mental health. Um, and I spent about eight years working in restaurants and I, I just was really susceptible to the lifestyle. Um, I love staying up late. I love watching the sun come up um, and everything that comes with it, including all the bad decisions. Um, and it all just came to a head for me. Um, I'm also a pretty active person. Uh, I, I'm a avid rock climber. That's kind of been my, that's been like my big singular pursuit over the last three years that was interrupted by fucking NFTs, but, um, it helped a lot. I mean, I, I'm, I just feel a lot better not waking up with a hangover. I get a lot more fucking shit done. And now I can't imagine how did I like, how did I spend hours at the bar and then half the next day recovering? How did I ever fucking get anything done? Um, but no, I mean, from a spiritual perspective, like learning to be of service, and learning how to fill whole with nothing um like there's just i I couldn't ask for more for anybody lots of hole filling jokes in there but we're gonna pass on that um so i i can kind of speak to the sobriety thing like from the early stages i haven't drank for like four months so i was kind of like in the same situation where it came to a head for me where just like had to be done with it um Cause it was just, you know, it just, it just doesn't feel good after a while. It's like the consequences are building up. The fun parts aren't building up anymore. Um, but you said like, is there any guru knowledge that you gain from it? I would say for me, no, I'm still dumb as hell. <laughs> um, like they just, yeah, they're just like, uh, and if you think it's going to fix all your problems, it's not, there's still a ton of work you need to do to like fix those problems. Like the substance isn't the only thing going on there. So yeah, that's what so, I add to it. Are, are you guys filling those holes with uh, NFTs in Web3 now? And when are you going to give that up? <laughs> that's that's the other thing I was going to say. I got like, I stopped drinking four months ago and I started NFTs four months ago and I immediately got addicted to NFTs in place of drinking. So I still haven't found like how to fill that hole without being addicted to something. But yeah, I'll let Scum speak on that one. No, yeah. I mean, I, I think I'm obsessive by nature. So like if it's not one thing, it's another uh, I try to channel it in a healthy and, and like productive way. Um, and the jury's still out as to whether or not NFTs are that. But uh, yeah, it's I mean, it's kind of always something, but I, I, I wake up feeling good. Now I feel kind of bad that I started this like 
hashtag shoeys for D Godcast thing last Friday. No, I had everybody that. on the everyone on the timeline was yugging beers out of their fucking dirty gym shoes, and now we've got two out of four people on the show that don't even drink. Jeez, what an influence I am. I mean, it's all good. I mean, if if you give up drinking, that just comes with the territory. It's people drink everywhere all the time. So yeah. there's nothing I'll you tell really do you about too, it. doing uh, NFTs and Web three and drinking and being hungover are hard <laughs> to do simultaneously. Like I wake up, you know, some mornings and I'm like, the last thing I want to do is fucking interact on Twitter right now. But um, that's like me every day. I'm like, nah, bro. I don't feel like interacting <laughs> with shit, bro. And then I fucking pop up. And people are like, oh shit, it's chapter. No wonder you got all that energy when you do pop up, bro. You just keep the reserves ready to fucking rock at any time. Nah, bro, bro. Honestly, bro, like it's crazy. I, I literally, bro. I've just been fucking hype, bro. Like for like fucking six months, bro. When it comes, I'll be doing shit, bro. Like in real life and shit. You know, regular life. All right, shit. what's What's the secret to your being hyped? What's your guru wisdom for being fucking hyped? I mean, my guru wisdom for being high. I won't I won't even say that it's like a fucking it's like some type of uh formula or some shit like that. Like that ass, bro. Like all that shit, bro. Like you're fucking just get on Twitter, bro. Fucking sales bots like fucking going like insane cuz I know we're all fucking watching. I know I'm not the only nah. one, bro. But, bro, this shit's fucking going crazy, bro. Fucking people typing these fucking threads that are relevant to, like, some shit that, you know, that you know. You're like, yo, oh, shit. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of, like, oh, shit moments. But, yeah, man. Like, nah, bro, I'm just fucking hyped, bro. This is what fucking, this is what bullish sounds like. So, you're hyped on on D-Gods and the community, and you're hyped on on crypto Twitter. Are you Are you less hyped in real life? I mean, like, I won't necessarily say that I'm, like, fucking, like, hyped for because of like the community and shit like honestly i would say i'm really like hype off like the it's the contributors like it's really just like you know there's tons of fucking like people that don't get fucking like name dropped you know what i mean but it's just like yo there be people fucking you know not necessarily dropping bars but they be dropping some shit i'll be like oh shit a salute to the homie you know what i mean like all types of all types of shit but like in like fucking like real life uh, you know, I won't say, I, I'll say like, I'm not as hype as I used to be. I used to be fucking like partying and shit all the time, fucking drinking all the time. You know, you know how it is. You oh, know? I do. Um, but yeah, yeah. So, but with fucking, uh, with fucking COVID bro, you know, a lot of shit just kind of fucking shifted, you know? And, and yeah, like shit's starting to kind of like shift back, you know, like to, yeah, more people are fucking going outside or, you know, doing whatever, you know, a lot of things are different now, but, uh, but yeah, like, you know, just, you know. I won't say I'm as hype as I used to be. You know what I mean? Like I outside, live in the South, know? dude. COVID did nothing to impact my <laughs> hype. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the other week, uh, or a couple weeks ago, like when the podcast was just starting, Chapter told me it was his uh, birthday, and he went to like his family's house or whatever to celebrate his birthday. And the only thing he could think about was leaving as soon as possible to work on nfts and the podcast and all that oh shit. So yeah yeah, that, yeah there's your answer about how hyped he is yeah, about yeah, stuff hell in real life. yeah bro like that well it's just, because like, when it comes to birthdays bro like what's important bro 21 18 18 what do you do go get some fucking cigarettes <laughs> fucking 21 you go get some fucking alcohol move out your parents house and then after that bro it's just a rug bro it's a slow rug but you know. <laughs> it's a slow rug I mean, holy shit that's that's a bar right there, dude. I'm just saying, twenty one life is a slow rug. Yeah, I mean, you you got to get creative and figure out shit. But yeah, eight, once you hit eighteen, twenty one, bro, like those, those are like yeah. the big ones, bro. You know, 
Do you guys remember? Y'all remember turning 21? I don't. Turning 18? But I'm sure, I know I had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me, me neither, man. Um, Scum, are you, I know you're probably slammed with dead gods and art of all kinds, but are you big on like trying to flip NFTs and like build up your NFT bag at all? Or um, <clears throat> I definitely was, but I just don't have the time to try to fucking mint anything right now. Yeah. Uh, I haven't, I haven't minted in a month probably. Um, it's just so much to keep up with the whole whitelist thing. Like yeah. new communities, I usually try to buy right after mint because that's when, that's when the floor is the lowest, uh, depending yeah. on the project. But I just don't like. I don't know what's new right now. Like what's I don't know what's good right now besides D gods. No, I feel that yeah, and honestly, I feel like the D gods pump kind of took some of the pressure off me to constantly be trying to flip and build a bag and shit. I was like, well, I mean, we're talking for me, ten x on 10 d gods is i don't know i'm not a math guy but yeah no i feel that uh i just wasn't sure if uh you know you had a bag besides d gods daa anything oh yeah i mean i hold a lot of trash pandas um uh, still hopeful trash pandas oh i forgot about yeah yeah word that's like that's like fucking uh pit right yeah, yeah. Hit the pit the panda is a big 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 brain and uh they're developing thing on chain gaming can you give us any DAA alpha? It sounded like you're about to on your own. <laughs> oh no, yeah. I, well, they're so they're developing on game chaining chain. Uh, sorry, on chain gaming Ooh, for Solana uh, <laughs> using DTP, um, which is you know pretty dope. But also, have you seen all the models that Monolith has been dropping for the apes? Oh my god, dude! The one dancing that he dropped either like today or yesterday, and the belly is just wiggling back and forth, and it's got the <laughs> pit vipers on. That shit goes so fucking hard, dude. It's fucking epic. I mean, I don't. That's like one of the first like three D PFPs I've seen go full body, and it looks fucking good. Like so on brand. The shit is dope. Yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, D gods would kind of look sick too, but there's like D Gen apes have like a swagger to them that he captured the shit out of with that full 3d beer belly poking out absolutely love it yeah have you uh have you met monolith do you like know him personally or not no no we've exchanged uh dms now and again um but uh i guess he he'll never do a voice interview so no one knows that he's uh oh no wow. knows what he sounds like um no one's seen him but apparently he's big in what he does uh i i heard that little bit of alpha drop by pit at some point so I don't know if he does movies or, or what he's doing, but he's got another big boy job. Definitely works for Pixar or something with these men. Um, so you dropped a, your first um, one of one collection, right? And you, you've finished that one, sold that one out. Are you working on anything else or just focusing on dead gods? Or do you know what you're going to drop for your next one? And also, is it going to be a derivative again? Or are you going to go all on your own uh, own work? Definitely. I'm done with derivatives. I don't want to get pigeonholed as a derivative guy. Uh, like it was fucking obviously it was great super grateful for the apes for letting me do it um and i'm glad to have the launch pad but i definitely want to do my own stuff but i with with my sophomore album so to speak i want to i want to really drop some some heat um so right now i'm i'm working on the branding and stuff actually scum.art just went live a couple hours ago so the Hell website yeah. is up i bought that domain while we were at the sleepover uh, so scum.art is up and in there you can read some of the previews of the next upcoming. I have a, um, collaboration with a Spanish artist named Conway. Um, he does fucking sick, like impressionistic, uh, super textile driven, um, super textured. He did the devil kids collection. Devil kids. Yep. Yeah. So him and I are doing a collaboration right now. Um, 
my whole, the whole lane that I'm exploring now is, so I'm Mexican American. Um, I grew up in the United States, obviously. Um, but I, I've noticed that there's a ton of like really amazing Mexican art that isn't represented in the United States. Like generally you get Southwestern art, you have the Pendleton vibes, you know, all, all cool stuff, cool American indigenous stuff. There's not like much true Mexican art. So right now I'm, I'm down the rabbit hole exploring, um, Aztec mythology and, um, specifically the Codex Borgia, if you guys want to look that up. Um, but it's this old codex of, um, Aztec art. It's telling a story of, um, Aztec mythology and some of the calendar and stuff, but it's fucking gorgeous. And my plan is to do a collection called Maquina Muertes and, um, that translates to death machines, but I want to do eight Aztec gods in a death god or in a death machine, um, like motif. Um, but Right now, the cool thing that I'm doing with Conwy is because he's a Spanish artist and the Spaniards um, conquered the Aztecs in a pretty violent and atrocious way, we're kind of just exploring that as a theme and trying to infuse a little bit of that emotion into the art. Um, I think his art's super emotional, it's super dark, and I want a lot of that to translate. It's going to be a three-piece collection. We're going to drop a teaser video tonight. Um, it's fuck. That it's sounds beautiful. sick. Thanks, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, really excited. And I, I hope to like just bring a little bit more like brown people vibes to the nft space that's like that's big goal hell yeah man damn that's uh i almost wish that we weren't going to be putting that out because i feel like everyone's going to be on that now and that sounds like something i want to be able to <laughs> check out under the radar yeah, Fuck. <laughs> yeah man I, i'm i'm really really excited and yeah like i said i just want to just want to show a little bit of maturity on the next step like i'll maintain a lot of the you know psychedelic colors and the cool line work and everything's drippy and melty and um but i want to explore some more mature themes and i just want to get this like really premium vibe going with the whole scum brand are they going to be pfpable or are we talking pure art so man, i guess we'll just drop it all here and you guys can let me know what you think but I, let's go so there's i have one idea to do each god both as a like full body full like large canvas and then also do a pfp version of it and either the winner will get the pfp or i'll auction them both at the same time um but the thing i really want to explore with this collection because i'm trying to like like i said i didn't i did branding and, and marketing photography I, I want to do like a heavily branded collection that i can also do a little bit of irl merch with um, whether that's like skate decks or um either scum hoodies, but I want to do Makina Muerte skate decks. And I don't know if I want to have the winners be able to redeem something to buy one, or if I do like real hype beast style, limited quantity pre-sale drops or something like that. But um, that's, that's something I'm cooking and I'm, I'm talking to people about right now and to, to mix feedback and, and we'll see what happens with it. But the skate deck thing is happening with the collection one way or another. Um, I want that to, I want that to happen, but uh, for Makina Muerte's, yeah possibly a pfp to fucking answer your question hell yeah dude i mean if you think about it there's not really i would say a mature well i guess john lee would be like the to me mature one of one artist that's not pixel art like obviously boogles uh voxel monkeys um hotheads or whatever like all this pixel shit that people love that's fine but yeah there's not really like besides john lee if i had to to say it a one of one mature artist that is like the face of soul 
So I think that is a good corner to try and uh, corner. That didn't yeah. that right, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean, we'll see. I mean, it's interesting, too, because I look at, like, what's really hot in the one of one place, and it's these, like, one of 100s. Um, yeah. Like, and it's a lot of ghouls. It's a lot of reapers. It's so it's... dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess don't you're know. doing death machines, but. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I it's all kind of in the same lane, which is interesting. Like, my, my homie Outcast, I, like, really fuck with him. I think he does really good animations. Um. But it's like just one degree separated from like a Google. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. And, and obviously he's tapping into whatever the the uh, the social zeitgeist is on Solana right now. But I, I don't know. I like it's not a lane I, I plan to step in, but it's what's hot. I don't know. I respect that because I'm more of like a uh, happy colors guy, which is why I guess to me, like John Lee is kind of my favorite artist. He uses a lot of like bright pastel colors. Um, I'm also not big into like animals really. Um, I discovered today, somebody posted on Twitter, like, what would your PFP be if it wasn't from your current collection? And all four of my options were like humanoid PFPs. Um, but yeah, I think, and I'm looking at particles right now and apparently you're 21 of all Solana one of one artists and you only have nine pieces sold. Let's go. Yeah. Jesus, bud. That's a crazy stat. I mean, you compare that to, I'm looking at the rest of the top 20. There are two, sorry, three that have less than like 10 pieces. And most of them have sold way more than you. So it sounds like you're off to a good start already. So, Yeah, we kind of went parabolic there for a second. I mean, I hope it wasn't. Uh... You hope you didn't peak too soon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I think you'll be all right. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's a stupid question. So uh, I won't say that I'm as, uh, I guess, like uh, culturally um, educated, maybe. Um, but uh, yo, so a couple years ago, no, it was like a bunch of years ago. I got this thing. It's it's called the Aztec Death Whistle. You ever heard of that shit before? No, I haven't, but I'm writing it down. I've heard of it. It's, it's crazy. I'm intrigued. <laughs> Okay, yeah, okay, so somebody's heard of this shit. All right, so it's an Aztec death whistle, and the story behind these things is that, um, I guess, whenever uh, somebody had died or something like that, they would blow these these whistles. That's one story. But the cool story that they say is that for these whistles, and they're fucking shaped like, like skulls, and uh, they would blow these... Uh, it'd be like hundreds of them whenever like the Aztec people would like go to war and they sound like uh, they sound like fucking screams, like legit people screams. You guys, you guys haven't heard of that shit? An I just Googled it and it, it says the, Ath- the Aztec death whistle makes one of the scariest sounds you'll ever hear. Yeah, yeah, no, I got, yeah, I got one a few years ago. I was cleaning my crib, bro, and I ended up finding that shit. Bro, I actually <laughs> took that shit to work, bro. It was fucking like, you know, blow it, blow it. Yo, where is um, it? Blow it. Here, hold on, I'll be right back. All right, you guys talk about something else. I will come back with the death whistle. Hold up. Gave me an idea. <laughs> is, is the God Cella hoodie art done for Dead Gods? Because that could be in there somehow. Oh, uh, it is done actually. That was a Sir Candy Apple surprise. Ooh, is that you a super? That one? Uh, I think it's a. It's a common or an I was going to say I can't. Sure. I, we man, it's get... so, so funny getting acquainted with all of these different um, attributes. I remember when I was doing Solympus, Taylor was like, can you add this and maybe add a Mamba in there? And I was like, you want me to add Kofi in there? 
<laughs> All right, I guess. <laughs> it's like, no, the mythic, mythic Mamba. So I asked you this on a different space, Scum, but um, is there anything you can speak to on the process of um, creating art for Dead Gods, working with three different artists? Like, how does that work? How do you mesh your styles? And how do you, you know, how does something get accepted as the final, yeah. final piece? Man, that was a, that was a learning curve for sure. I think, so when I got tapped, I, di I didn't really know much about the team. I didn't know much about the project. And I didn't know, I didn't know Delilah. Um, so when I got tapped, I was like, dope, I'm going to come in and I'm just going to like do my thing. They're going to love it. It's going to be sick. Um, come to find out they're like, they have an extremely focused vision and really well organized figmas and vision boards. And Delilah is a beast at project management. So uh, I came in and I did probably like, I did almost 36 hours worth of illustrating and all of it went straight into the trash can which was humbling and really, really good for me, I think, because I, I learned to adapt to the style. And like, I've been, I've, I've had to like, really learn how to take uh, pretty direct feedback, because a lot of it's happening over the internet, you know. Um, and it's just been, it's just been dope. But it, it was definitely a learning curve. And, uh, and I'm learning a lot by trying to adapt to the style. Um, so, you know, you know, my next uh, follow up question is going to be, you don't have to tell us like exactly what the art is, but like from the pieces that you made, what are your like, is there like some alpha you can give us on what the coolest Oof. traits? Are? Um, I think one of the sleepers is the vape mouth. The the smoke? Weirdly the... enough. The vape mouth. No, the fucking jewel. The what? Oh, the jewel? Really? Yeah. Oh. oh, it's it's fucking weird because we all go into our own corners with our iPads and we come back and like share all this dope dead shit that we did with each other. And uh, like so much of it doesn't work, but a lot of it does. And like one of the random ones that just really seems to hit is Fate Mouth. Um, and then let's see, I'm looking at every single you guys would love to see this. It's yeah. Oh, he's sharing his screen right now. Holy shit, guys. We are in for a treat. These are incredible. No, I'm just kidding. I just checked my stash. I do not have a vape mouth, so fuck me. Someone said someone. So the mushroom hat I thought was pretty goofy before. Uh, and I had I did a mushroom hat and I think it's pretty fucking pretty ill. That was my OG was a mushroom head and then I burnt his ass and I had to scoop another one, but. Well, it was funny today. I was actually looking. I was like, maybe I need a little liquidity. You know, I've made back a bunch of money on D gods, and I, I didn't know what I had because I staked everything as soon as I got it. And I went back through, and I was like, fuck, this is gonna be a, a highly fuckable stable of dead gods. I don't think I can get rid of a single one of these. I and I couldn't. I didn't. I'm hanging on to all of them. Yeah, I I've I said when we hit I think thirty, I was like maybe when fifty comes, I'll sell like a couple. But that, you know, came over the weekend pretty much and it didn't even cross my mind. I don't know what I'm going to do. I have one that I'm planning on burning. Uh, and that's just because it's somebody else's. And I kind of told them when I bought it off of them that I was going to burn it. <laughs> <laughs> but, dude, I can't like, I don't know, man. And I don't have enough dust to dead God them all. It's going to be it's going to be a shit show come the end of the month. So. That's what I've been thinking about is like really just the fucking the chaos, bro, at the end of the fucking month, because it's kind of like it's either everybody fucking picks, you know, what they're going to fucking deadify or yeah, bro, it's just gonna be a fucking mess because, you know, there's always those people who didn't read, you know, so there's gonna be like, oh, yeah, bro, I'm just going to fucking oh, yeah, I'm all the oh, dead got all of these. Yeah, 
fucking god check would be fucking going 100 miles i know plenty of people who went out and bought dust because they thought that they could mint with it not that you oh. would be you would change so there's a bunch of people sitting with dust and no dead d gods right now they thought that they could mint what dead gods yeah yeah and dust to mint i guess yeah oh, exactly shit. r.i.p i'll buy your dust it's not that easy to get info about d gods if you're not like in it all the time like especially because we switched over to like that ddao um uh discord there's like there's not everyone in it for one thing and like there's no way for normies that aren't in d gods to get info chat, about right? it really oh it's not called the peasant <laughs> chat anymore. It it's called the mortal <laughs> chat now I think. oh yeah my bad yeah the mortal chat yeah. soft um all right give me one because i know frank has kind of a retribution story i feel like for the i think it's called the third eye and then the forehead diamonds because they just ended up covered by pretty much every other attribute so how sick are those just give me uh okay well i did the uh i did the forehead diamond because it's on my champ let's Um, go i got two of those all right fuck yeah and also like i made a joke the other day that playing was the most perfect attribute we didn't change it i think some people believed it but <laughs> we, we definitely changed Plank, so it's not in the way of anything anymore. Bro, that was the first one that they revealed. And honestly, like my dumbass, they posted the knife in the head that was going to be the Plank replacement. And I didn't know like this was going to be a whole new collection. So I went out and I bought the cheapest Plank I could find because I just saw that. And I was like, holy shit, this is some alpha, dude. I need a Plank now. <laughs> Bro. And then I went in Discord and I was like, yo, I just scooped the like the lowest plank on the floor. And somebody was like, you fucking idiot. Like they're redoing all of the art, every single attribute. And you know what I did? I relisted it for like two soul higher and somebody else clearly had the same idea I did and they fucking bought it immediately. Wow. <laughs> oh, hit him with the okie doke. Oh, and that's ha- so good. All right. So your, your uh, death whistle is too loud though. Bro, yeah, this fucking, bro, honestly, I, you know, this whole time while fucking Scum was talking and shit, I had my mic muted, I've been blowing this shit, I feel like I blow this shit again, my neighbor's gonna fucking call the police, bro. This, yeah, stand on the opposite it, side it, of the room and blow it, down. and if it sounds absolutely terrible, we'll it. just cut it. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh my. All right, I don't, what, I don't know. What the fuck, fuck dude? Oh, that literally... I'm not sure how that sounded. Dude, fuck? it sounded like what? you were murdering the police, a bro, woman. The police are coming to your house. Uh, bro, I'm telling you, bro. This shit, that's what I'm saying, bro. I can't fucking blow this shit anymore, bro. I had to put hey, that shit up. I'm going to record that and mint it. It's going to be part of the Makina Muerte collection. Where did you get Let's that? Let's go. Hey, 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 that's fire, bro. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you. That's hey, how much commission crazy. does he get on that, heard of that shit. 10%. Um... Yeah, we're going to leave that in because that was like, I know we said it sounds like a scream, but holy shit, dude, that was terrifying. That was scary as fuck. Yeah, I was going to say, I have, yeah, I don't know what you guys, what that shit sounds like on the other side, probably because I've heard that shit so much, but I know that it does, yeah, it's it's pretty, pretty crazy sound, bro, and I've been. Who gave that to you? Who gave that to you? Nah, bro, fucking, no, I ordered this shit, bro. I, I, I can't remember, bro, like. Bro, I got all types of fucking, like, just random shit, bro, like, over the years, like, fucking just shit that I fucking collected, bro. I got this fucking, uh, you know, my girl drinks tea, and uh, I got this thing, uh, it's called a fucking Assassin's Teapot. You guys ever heard of one of those? 
So no. it's a uh, it's a teapot. It's actually shaped like a uh, like um, like this like fat like uh, Confucius looking dude, right? And um, if you if you pour it right there, like you're gonna make some tea or some shit, you can pour it, and depending on where you place your thumb, it'll come out as tea. But if you place your thumb another place it will come out as something else. So some people can use it as, you know, put like some people put milk in their tea and shit. But like the reason why it's called an assassin's teapot is because, you know, people would fucking put poison in it and people would be like, oh yeah, want to sit down and have some tea, blah, blah. You know what I mean? And then they rug somebody's life. No wonder. <laughs> some people use it for milk and some for poison. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but just like random shit that, you know, I thought was fucking cool at the why time. Do you... you guys ever fucking just impulse just buy I shit? See, I want to see the room you're in right now. Yeah, dude. It's I impulse buy shit, but it's not fucking death whistles and assassins teapots. <laughs> you might <laughs> yeah, have bro, issues. Why? It's dude. just dope shit, bro. What can I say, bro? It's just, it's, I just fucking just happen to stumble across dumb shit, bro. You know, because I, I don't really be on like, uh, like social media and shit. You know, I fucking... Uh, like, yeah, I'm on fucking Twitter, like, of course. But, you know, I remember, uh, you know, I used to be on fucking, like, Facebook and shit, like, a lot. Like, fucking cancer, right? Uh, but, you know, I remember one day, bro, I was on fucking Facebook. And I remember I was fucking sitting there, fucking scrolling. And then I remember my phone was about to die, bro. And I was fucking, like, you know, put my shit on the charger. And I was like, damn, bro, it was like six hours I was fucking sitting on Facebook, you know, doing the fucking creep. You know what I mean? Finding out all this shit that I I that's that i don't fucking need to know and a bunch of shit that i'm never gonna talk to anybody about and i was like bro so i fucking uninstalled all that fucking shit bro and i started fucking essentially trying to retrain my brain to uh like the fucking habit of like scrolling and like looking at shit fucking use that uh somewhere else you know what i mean besides facebook and i end up fucking finding all types of crazy shit bro. so you, you channeled know? all that energy into online shopping <laughs> 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 Yeah, yeah. Jesus, bro. Yeah, I mean, stick to uh, just being hype on the timeline. Now, yeah, now I'm on a fucking podcast, bro, with fucking, there we go. fucking you guys. Hey, you know, that's fucking crazy, everything right? Everything happens for a reason, I guess. Good God. That's fucking wild. I feel like if we uh, did an episode that was just like the origin story of how each of us got into NFTs and podcasting, people would be like, who the fuck are these people and why am I listening to them? <laughs> I know, right? That should be fucking hilarious, bro. We got to fucking do that shit one time, bro. Fucking like let the streets know. So, uh, yeah. yo, yo, scum. Um, fucking, I saw like the other day you were talking about um, like like rappers in like different eras. Mm -hmm. And um, so when it comes to, I guess, what you're... Your favorite rappers, like what decade do they come from? Uh, <clears throat> definitely span decades, but I think the '90s kind of has my heart, for sure. So, in, in specifically rap music or just music in rap general? music? I mean, I, I've I started listening to rap music and I just kind of never stopped. Like, I definitely have the other genres that I fuck with, but it's pretty much just hip hop. If I'm putting music on, it's hip hop. I'm definitely ahead. Should we start with the? three favorite artists because i feel like this question might take a little bit longer with scum than it does with other people and then we just go from there yeah man i, I mean i'd love to hear your guys favorite artists as well i know there's a lot of there's some heads in here you guys are talking with frank about frank uh kanye yes. as well but so i think uh there's a special place in my heart for big l um black thought black Word. thought from the roots um yasin sure. bay aka most deaf um and i mean mf doom rest in peace uh I, who i'm listening to a lot right now though is freddie gibbs 
and uh, I've been on a John Wayne kick. I don't know if you guys have heard of John Wayne, but um, yeah, the cowboy, right? Yeah, <laughs> dude, the rapping Duke, the ha da ha. Um, yeah, <laughs> John Wayne's just like he, he's like if you listen to him and then you see him, you're like that's not the same fucking dude. He's just like big, six foot six, pretty pretty chubby white dude with a big beard, but he was like a, he's like a, a, a Jay Dilla alumni. He learned a lot of his production from him. Um, I mean, his lyrics are, are dope, but his production is just incredible. No, I don't think I've heard of, I don't think I've heard of John Wayne. I just looked this guy up. He looks, he looks crazy. Um, but the funny thing is like, why would you make your name something that when people look it up, it's something <laughs> yeah, that's not you? Yeah, I literally. Or, or marketing choices. Yeah, I had to search it and then get redirected yeah. to the proper way to spell it. But yeah, this dude uh, looks like he sits in his basement and plays fucking World of Warcraft all day and gets fed Cheetos by his mom. So He looks like he has an NFT podcast. <laughs> so I'm going to add that to the list. I, I love listening to this shit because I get put on to people I've never heard of, but I see a song with Action Bronson and Static Selecta, so I'm about that. Yeah, he's, he's, got, a, he's oh, got a song word. with Anderson Pack that's really good. Um, he just, he fucks, dude. I promise. Like, listen to him. Don't look at him and you'll love it. Don't look at him. Keep <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. I've already looked, but it's okay. I have an open okay. mind. I don't, I don't like my rappers white. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Who are the other two? Cause I just completely like my mind was blown by this six, six giant of a white man. They called John Wayne. Uh, uh, MF, uh, Freddie Gibbs right now. Um, okay. I, I just, I just went to an action Bronson and Earl sweatshirt show. I fucking love Action Bronson. I saw Action Bronson before. Yeah, too. same. Yeah, I got his cooking book. You got his cookbook? Fuck that's delicious. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, fuck that's delicious. It's a big ass fucking orange cooking book. Yeah. Would you say it's dope too, Slate? Yeah. Uh, Earl. I like Earl's sweatshirt. I like uh, my favorite song from him is that Chum song. That's so. the song that's gonna be on the on the video I'm gonna drop for the Conway Club. Dope. Nice. I love that song. There's something sinister to it. I I thought you would be more of a West Coast guy, honestly. Because I knew we were you're like West Coast based, right? Born and raised ish. Uh, yeah, I'm in the Southwest. Um, I mean, I got a. I I started listening to a lot of like Midwestern underground stuff. So it was a lot of like Rhyme Sayers, Doomtree, and like Sage Francis, Atmosphere. Mm. Um, I'm from Minnesota, so I I know all those guys. I've seen Atmosphere oh, like yeah. probably ten Dope, times. Yeah, I've seen them a few times as well. Aesop Rock. I mean, Aesop Rock's got to be in my top five as well. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, there's a, there's a time and place for West Coast, and I think uh, I think you know West Coast is a vibe, it's a bop, but like a lot of the lyricists I like just tend to be from the East Coast. Yeah, the East Coast has the best lyricists. No, no controversy at all. Yeah, okay. no, I was thinking. I had to think about that shit. Like <laughs> the East Coast has the best lyricists, you know. Yeah. But like. All the sauce, all the flavor comes from the West Coast, though, I think, too. Like, you've got sure. you got Bay Area shit, and, I mean, everything that came out of L.A., like, you, they heavily influenced everything that happened in hip-hop. And, like, you know, down to Houston as well. But, like, West Coast, definitely... When it comes to rap music, for sure, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's more, like, you kind of know what you're getting when you look at... And when I say East Coast, like, I, I kind of just am generalizing, like, New York mostly, I feel like. But you kind of know what you're getting with an East Coast rapper versus... Yeah, that the Midwest shit, uh, it'll have you in your feelings sometimes, or want to do <laughs> hella drugs. <laughs> Meth. <laughs> <laughs> Good God. Fucking um, yeah, bro. Cause fucking uh, West Coast, fucking like 
what I can't remember because somebody fucking told me a long time ago because I live in the Midwest. Um, they told me that the way I guess how music flows like through the states is like uh, normally like fucking shit. It either drops like on the East Coast or the West Coast. And then, uh, then it'll rotate like south, and then it'll like come back like towards the middle. This was like back like before, let's say streaming yeah. services. This is like fucking like mixtape time, right? Like when fucking you know you had to fucking you know ask somebody to be like, hey, bro, make me a copy of that shit, bro, and fucking burn you a CD and shit, you know? Um, LimeWire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that time too, you know? Fucking um, yeah, bro. But when it comes to like, I don't know. I probably say like my best rappers, bro, alive. Like not like I won't say like greatest rapper wise success with like, success wise with like accolades and shit, but like best rapper like lyric wise for one, it's fucking Wayne, right? Not John Wayne, Wheezy, Wheezy right? For sure, one hundred. Uh, fucking uh, for sure, Black Thought is up there. Um. Bro, fucking Black Thought's just fucking, bro. He's just, he, bro, you guys ever watch that fucking uh, freestyle he did at Harvard? Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah, you probably seen that shit. Yeah, bro, it's fucking G. Um, let's see. Uh, you know, I know that uh, a couple episodes back we were talking about fucking Griselda. Um, fucking, oh, yeah. <clears throat> uh, you know, in the beginning, I was feeling, because uh, I heard the, what was that first uh, mixtape that Griselda had dropped? It was called, uh, I think it was called Hitler Wears Hermes? Or no? It was called, because uh, I have it. I think it was called, I think it was called like Rabanga. And, um, or there's a song, it because it, it opens up, because uh, there's that, there's a scene in fucking Scarface and uh, this, where this fucking guy, I think he's like a politician or something, like ends up getting killed and they're like, Rabanga. And that's how the fucking album opens up. There's a song called Rabanga on that fucking mixtape. But um, I was, man, I was fucking with Conway fucking bruh forever he was bruh elite i was like oh shit and i seen him i was like god damn bruh like you can talk you know what I mean? for real hey like he's, he's some real shit i'm like oh shit but lately bro like i don't know man like i feel like in in the out of the the trio it's like it's just three of them right like it's uh, yeah benny just dropped a new album benny bro, the Butcher's benny, new album is yeah. fire. Shh, bro benny is bro benny's just fucking oh my bruh Bro, I'm not familiar hard, with that. Bro. Wait, is this a he group? Is. No, we're going to get the bra police on us. Watch out. <laughs> hey, fuck those guys. Griselda's fucking, Griselda's so sick. But West Side Gun's oh, yeah. kind of, they're from Buffalo, New York. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. West Side Gun is kind of the leader. I think he like, he really popped off when he was like 40, but he's just been like wow. a tastemaker. So like, I would put, I would put him up there with like Kanye in terms of like being like hip to art and hip hop simultaneously. Like he was, I remember when uh he went to paris and his dream was to like do a paris fashion week and like sit on the runway and he got to sit next to i think he was sitting next to murakami or something he murakami ended up doing an album artwork for him or like contributed some of his clothes and then he did an album called pray for paris which is also dope that had like tyler oh, the creator yeah. was on it that's the uh the one with the cover from um from uh, uh, virgil virgil yeah. yeah yeah from virgil abloh that was fucking sick you know i actually did uh actually i did a fucking report on uh the dude uh, who actually fucking drew that fucking initial picture, it's by a guy, his name's uh, uh, Michelangelo uh, Caravaggio. Because I was like, oh shit, because I seen that fucking art that uh, uh, for that fucking album. Uh, what, what's it called? The, the Pray, Paris for Paris. Pray for Paris. Yeah, Pray for Paris. Yeah, yeah, bro. But yeah, no, that shit's fucking sick, bro. Hey, rest in peace, uh, Virgil, bro. That's fucking wild. Yeah, rest in peace, for sure. 
no but this fucking album uh or yeah it's called uh griselda ghost it was 2016 that was the first that was the first one that came out from uh griselda is it this dude hanging holding like <laughs> uh a severed head is that the art you're talking about that's what came up yeah exactly. for pray for paris yeah, dang yeah so it's uh yeah it's for uh david and goliath that's what that's mm-hmm. what that's just for or at least that's what the initial uh, art picture was bro i'll fucking tell you guys this fucking crazy ass history lesson like, <laughs> yeah let's go well. yeah it's it's a hey, it's it's a crazy story bro this dude uh i was gonna say i feel like we're getting off track but still, i'm gonna tell you guys about this shit <laughs> so this guy right so his name's uh michelangelo Car- uh, carvaggio right so back in the day fucking uh before this is like back in uh i don't know if you guys know anything about fucking history but this is back when like there was like fucking serfs and shit you know what i mean okay uh feudal societies and yeah. shit right so uh basically uh fucking vatican city was uh it was like fucking hollywood so fucking people from all famous artists from or just artists in general they would travel all over the from all over the world to fucking get to fucking vatican city to fucking to get commissioned to fucking do some fucking work for the Catholic Church, right? Because that's like the bigger than life thing, you know, right? So this dude fucking Caravaggio, he ends up uh, getting commissioned, right? Starts dropping this fucking heat, right? This fire or whatever. But this dude, he always he he had like hella felonies and shit, you know, always getting into fights and shit because you know his whole family died from the fucking bubonic plague or some shit. So he's been by himself fighting all his life. So this guy, what he ends up doing is uh he ends up fucking getting to a fight and fucking killing somebody so then it was a it was you know the uh penalty for killing somebody in vatican city was fucking death so what the dude did is he ends up fucking you know going on the fucking run and shit and you know he's basically like drawing fucking art and use and selling that shit to stay alive you know what i mean he's literally using his pen for the funds and uh the fucking police the chief of police in vatican city He's like, yo, like we want the fucking head of, you know, fucking, you know, Michelangelo, you know, this guy. And so Michelangelo, what he does, he ends up drawing that picture, the one that's on the cover of Pray for Paris. But uh, he's holding up a picture of his face. Right. And his face. And he ends up sending it to the fucking (laughs) uh, to the fucking uh, head guy of uh the head chief police in fucking fight vatican city was like yo like is this good enough like this is my head bro and yeah and then the dude ended up fucking like taking that shit but still was like nah bro this shit's still against the law but you know anyway but yeah that's the story have y'all seen that show drunk history oh yeah start a second podcast and it's just like d history and it's just chapter going over like a different fucking history (laughs) i was gonna say for one thing you can learn anything on this podcast there's no topic that we won't talk about yeah we got fucking range bro (laughs) the second thing is have you guys heard uh of that rapper tay k who's in prison now oh yeah yeah he did that song called the race it was the same thing he was holding up his wanted poster and he was like i exactly I couldn't beat that case so bitch i did the race and then obviously they used the song against him yep. in court mm-hmm. and shit when they caught him but similar to that <laughs> don't you love when that happens <laughs> well didn't Lil boosie do that too like he rapped about killing somebody and they used it in his trial i think so. no that was fucking uh bobby schmurter bro oh i'm talking about before yeah. that though yeah and melly uh, bobby schmurter still in jail no, he's no, out, bro. He's free. That song was yeah. the fucking jam back in the day. Oh, bro. That shit's yeah. still hard, bro. Anytime that shit pops up on my shuffle, bro, I roll all my windows <laughs> down, bro. I'm going crazy at the stoplight. Can you do the little dance chapter? 
oh yeah bro like if i'm at a stoplight bro i'll open the fucking car door bro and like you know take off bro whatever lane you know straight up i catch a body right now Slay, what about you give us your top three uh shit i should be prepared for this but yeah it's uh we talked about it before um it's kanye number one for sure and then as, as my favorite artist and then frank is frank ocean's number two for me uh he has my favorite album though blonde and then uh shit recently uh i've been fucking with tyler the creator i like the uh the evolution the evolution is crazy when you look at uh the music that he's done the shit that he did or... in the early days just to be kind of like real edgy he was a real edge lord back in the day like you know talking about like <laughs> I'll rape a bitch, duh, 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 like dumb shit like that yeah. and like yeah, yeah and yeah. like you know all like uh homophobic and shit to turning out that he's actually gay it's just like a crazy evolution the range on him is wild but yeah that's my top three yeah yeah he's had he's had one of the funnest trajectories to watch him and kanye i feel like like yeah i think him and kanye bro. bro i still haven't gotten around to watching the kanye doc oh man i haven't either it's fire. genius is so good Fuck. so good oh is it yes i've heard that from so many people dude and i just like my wife has zero interest in that she looks at me like i have two heads when i say we should throw that on is it like a mini series or so it's wild he he's three episodes oh three episodes someone had been following him since he like started his career yeah there's there's documentation from like him trying to get a deal he knew bro or he's just a crazy oh, motherfucker wow. well he's Both, fucking crazy yeah. bro he's like wild. i remember uh what it what was that shit bro because he said it on a fucking track bro like uh when he got that fucking money bro and he ran to jacob and made the new jesus chain yeah. bro <laughs> Like, you know, like how fucking, you know, but it, I think that the dope part about fucking Kanye, bro. And, you know, I feel like, yeah, like we all fucking like go through like, you know, good times, like bad times. But I think like just, bro, I think it was uh just 808s and heartbreak, bro. 808s and heartbreak was just so fucking, I don't know, bro. That shit was fucking huge, bro, for like me, bro. Because there's so much, so many, so much fucking fire mm -hmm. on there, bro. Like. And... Old Kanye is definitely better than new Kanye. So the the one thing that I love about Kanye is that he like kind of forces you to change your perspective on what what it is, what kind of music it is that you enjoy. Because he came out with Graduation, and then he came out with 808s and Heartbreak after that, and like it was just 808s and Heartbreak was just like confusing for a rap fan that like when you first heard it, and for a Kanye fan, you were like, "What the fuck is this?" And uh, it took me a and while. It still had two singles. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. It still had singles that bang well, then he did life of pablo and it was like no singles and it might be his most fire album i mean that, that yeah. yeah life of pablo is fucking crazy you bro. just drop shit and you're like it's just confusing at first and it takes a while you have to like it takes multiple multiple listens to like enjoy it and especially that was the same for when he dropped yeezus like that shit was like cacophonous like it just sounded crazy. it sounded i don't even know like a like it was made in an industrial factory or something but like it's it grows on you maybe that's why i like old kanye better because i haven't given the new stuff the time yet like i i gave donda a run through and a half and i was like ah, i don't know yeah see uh i don't i didn't really like uses you know i i did give it like some playthroughs there are like some some samples and shit that you know i kind of was like oh okay yo that's dope trees um yeah but fucking uh what was it um I don't know, fucking Kanye's fucking gospel, uh, his gospel tour. The Sunday like, services. And it's not like on the album. Yeah, the Sunday services, bro, they're fucking, those uh, those reworks of those uh, classic songs are just, you know, like radio hits. They're fucking fire, bro. Like, uh, 
the one what's that one um by nelly furtado bro the i'm like a bird the one <laughs> yeah shit, bro. I used to rock with that. yeah bro yeah bro they got some fucking sick bro kind of got some fucking sick ass shit bro but um no i think it was just like around the time like when 808s and heartbreak dropped i think i was listening to a lot of fucking drake mm. um and you know drake when fucking take care came out bro like it was like operation get your x back you know what i mean like <laughs> by all means i don't know about you guys but i was a young impressionable dude bro i just got you know uh you know listen to fucking 808s and heartbreak fucking take care bro i was a fucking mess oh my god bro i'm out here just doing the most bro i seen the fucking great gatsby you know the one with leonardo dicaprio and you know bro like that's like the biggest fucking get your ex back movie of all bro the whole fucking movie is just like get your fucking ex back get your fucking ex back and here i am bro like call it's two in the morning bro i'm that fucking dude uh it was all bad man it was an error bro but that's the thing kanye's you know he dropped 808s and heartbreak bro i'm listening listen to shit like on lonely nights i start to fade i'm like man you know and out here making poor decisions you know that brown liquor man you know got me fucking you know using my phone incorrectly so do you still talk to your ex from back then? Nah, 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 bro. Like, I, you know, that's why I said it was, it was a fucking, like, era, bro. Like, I was, like, back and yeah. forth, bro. I had, like, yeah. two or three exes, bro. And it's, like, I'm just, like, a fucking pinball, bro. Just, like, bouncing back and forth, like, you know. So, you know, it was, it was a chaotic time in, in a brother's life. But at least the, you know, like, the music was fire. You know what I mean? Because that's really how it is. It's like, this fucking shit that you listen to at these times, it's almost like it's, like, a soundtrack. You know what I mean? To, like, the shit that's going on, like, IRL, you know? At least that's the way I thought about that shit, you know? Oh, absolutely, yeah. So, yeah, it was a vibe. I, I was trying to pull up what uh, the most recent Gucci album was in 2011 when Take Care came out. And I'm about 60 albums deep <laughs> on his on his Spotify discography, and I'm in 2016. Gucci didn't have a number one hit until after he came out of prison in, like, 2016 or something like that and what? he didn't have a number one hit until no after he way, got prison dude. and he made that song black beatles with ray shremard that's what it took there's oh, no fucking way dude I swear the to state versus roderick davis trap house none of these fucking albums had a number one on them that's because you guys were too busy listening to crybaby music those were those were for the streets those <laughs> that's were for true the streets. yeah, those yeah for the actually that's yeah back. yeah fucking a man yeah if i had to pick top three i think like in for me, it's not like all time, maybe by any means, and it's probably not anyone else's top three, but it's like, what can I put on anytime and just listen to almost any one of their songs? And Gucci Mane is probably number one because I can just throw that shit on in the car with the fucking windows down, like you said, chapter. <laughs> I heard. Let it ride. Um, I love fucking new york rappers so it's hard to pick like one but like probably jay-z right well i feel like jay-z he's i mean I, well i don't know everybody feels different some type it's of way about so Jay-Z. many fire songs he's got fire songs but i think it comes down to uh he's just got this fucking level of just uh not even, i won't say it's authenticity but just maturity you know, because for Jay-Z, like, he didn't fucking drop his first album until he had, until he was, like, 28. He fucking yeah. did all that shit, selling drugs, all that shit, everything he did, it was already done. So it's not like, he's not, like, over here incriminating. Well, I don't know, like, the statute of limitations <laughs> and shit, but, you know, he wasn't, like, out here, like, you know, trying to, like, do all these things that other people talk about. These are things that have already been done. And 
you know, he was able to essentially expand and withstand the test of time. Yeah. You know, which is, yeah, he, he's really, he is one of the greatest rappers, you know, regardless, you know, yeah. of bars and music, you know. And then if I had to pick like a more recent one, it'd probably be Action Bronson. I feel like, oh, yeah. I feel like all of his songs are kind of similar, but I just love his fucking flow. And I love yeah. his lyrics, dude. Like his lyrics, like they don't go hard in the sense that like, he's not talking about fucking killing people or like fucking your bitch, but like he might the shit that, that he comes up with, like I, dude, I'll just like rewind. I'll hit like the back 30 seconds on Spotify and listen to the same track, like, or the same like line 10 times in a row. It's just genius. He's a fucking wordsmith. A wordsmith. All I do is eat oysters. Is. All I do is eat oysters and speak six languages and three voices. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh my Isn't God. Isn't he ripped um, now or like yeah, super it, strong or something? I think he's working on it. I don't know if he's necessarily ripped yet, but he got in shape. His whole his whole like stage presence is just like WWE yeah. wrestler. Yeah, <laughs> it's sick, dude. I mean, I don't know if it's because he raps about like food a lot, but yeah, dude. Like, like he'll just have a line where you hear it, and like I'm not a huge lyrics guy. Obviously, like Gucci Mane is my number one favorite rapper. I'm not <laughs> a big lyrics guy, but um, yeah, dude. I I uh, I forget the song I heard the other day. It's from the um the fucking uh joker movie with all the the bad people in it you know what i'm talking about i don't watch these movies i don't, I don't know about the song no suicide squad suicide Squad. oh okay he's got a song on that soundtrack which i had no idea i i like maybe saw the movie once but there was a line it was like new titties for the mistress fuck it new titties for everybody it's christmas <laughs> i was like are you kidding me dude this show is incredible someone else who's got pretty funny lyrics like that is uh young gravy have you seen this dude? I've Never heard, even of, heard him. of him. Uh, okay, <laughs> that's about great. it. I haven't really listened. Save it. We'll save it for later. I'll, save it for later. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to check that. Uh, I did the same thing with uh, Snot. Was Frank's like sleeper recommendation? I put that on in the uh, the car on the way to work. What do you think? Out. And Young Gravy. How was? Oh, it? handsome, handsome little white boy. Snot was not bad, dude. Snot gave me like almost like a mix between Gucci Mane and like like joey badass or something like i don't know like he had like the just like ignorant ass music but he also had uh like kind of decent flow to him on some of them or maybe there was the song he did with joey badass and that's what makes me think of that but <laughs> no scum was not bad and i i just found out the other day because frank tweeted it he's a, a mumble rap maxi and i'm like the opposite of that so i, I was surprised that Word. i enjoyed any of them but young gravy i dig it yeah, I was gonna say I'm not against like boy. fucking mumble rap. I mean, like, but for me, I'm just bro. I'm just a word guy, bro. I'll fucking hear yeah. like somebody fucking say some shit. I'll be like, what? Like, hold up, you know? Yeah. And my fucking girl, like, she doesn't. She just be fucking like just listening. She's like, no, what? What did they say? I'm like, well, you didn't hear these fucking bars. Like, it's like every bro. So we driving fucking separate cars. I probably sound like a hypocrite too, saying like I I'm not a mumble rap maxi, but again, I fucking love Gucci Mane. But it, I don't know if it's just because there was a point where it was so saturated. And honestly, a lot of the artists were like ones that Gucci like put out on his record label. So, oh, word. again, kind of contradicting myself, but yeah, Gucci Gucci can rap when he wants to. Yeah, he can. He can. An- yeah, another guy that was like fucking put together Kambars. One of my favorite rappers like back a while ago was uh, Childish Gambino. Oh, <laughs> like if you've, yeah, ever, yeah. If you've yes, heard it, he's dude. got some crazy yeah. bars back in the day, like before he started. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I actually saw him uh, like. I think it was before he came out with his first album. I saw him in concert and he uh, opened up for himself. He, he did a, a comedy show cause you know, he's a stand-up comedian 
He did a comedy oh, yeah. show. Donald Glover. Yeah, and then he went backstage and took his shirt off and came back out and rapped. Damn, bro, I'm fucking fired. I forgot to uh, pull up the questions from the audience. Oh shit, bro, from we're the podcast. Oh. Jesus, we might have to cut <clears throat> this like into before we got into uh, the diatribe on rap. But uh, here we go. Here we go. Um, shit, I was retweeting so much the other day because of the uh, shoeies. All right. Yo, nice um, work. <laughs> there was a couple good ones. Uh, uh, sorry. This one's about Delilah. We talked about that. Um, for the artists out there, software slash equipment for someone looking to get started in digital art. And this kind of, I need to know too, because I'm trying to push it on all my cousins and I don't know what to call them. I mean, iPad and Apple Pencil is a good way to get started. Procreate's only 10 bucks. It's like one of the most powerful and cheapest tools you can have okay. as a creative. This one said, ask him if he's as handsome as I think he is. I can confirm. Fucking man dime. Um, this one you said was a great question. It says, if art wasn't an option, what might fill the void besides NFTs? The hole, you mean? Wasn't it liquor? Oh, yeah, what <laughs> fills your hole? Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Let's see. If art wasn't an option. Um, I mean, I did travel a lot for rock climbing over the last few years. Um, I feel like I'm just going to talk about hobbies. I don't know what else to say. So um, I would definitely keep traveling, doing rock climbing, but I fucking love to cook. Um, so mm. one of my big projects this year is to try to get through uh, the Food Lab cookbook. It's a Kenji Lopez alt. Um, it's just a tomb. It's like 600 recipes in it. But Jesus. Um, trying to learn how to be better at making food for Mrs. Scum and uh, I feel that. travel more in rock climbing. Yeah, you heard that, ladies. There's a Mrs. Scum. Sorry about your luck. Were you mostly traveling in the United States? Um, I've climbed in. So actually, we spent um, a whole month in Mexico over winter. Um, we were in Monterrey in a place called El Petro Chico. Um, we've also climbed in Cuba. I've climbed in Norway. I've climbed all over the United States. Amazing. You're not one of those crazies that doesn't use the ropes and shit, are you? No. No, I'm not one of those crazies. Okay. Yeah. Thank God, because we need those hands for dead gods. None of that <laughs> yeah, right. shit. You guys seen that movie? Was it 26 something? 124 hours or something? Yeah, I guess 24 wouldn't be that bad. Yeah, I was going to say, like, oh, a day. Like, no, you don't have to cut your arm off after 24. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah man. No, what was the new one that came out? That was the guy that doesn't use the rocks, but it was, like, real. The Alpinist. Oh. Alex Honold or whatever, or however you say his name. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's Free Solo, but then right. more recent than free that solo. was The Alpinist. And The Alpinist is dope as fuck. I definitely recommend The oh, Alpinist. Okay. I'm looking this up. Oh, yeah. All right. And then the last one here from Patty says, ask him if. All right. There's a couple typos. Let me decipher this here. Ask him if he thinks. Jesus Christ, Patty. Ask him (laughs) if if he think we the future of art only. Okay, I got it now. (laughs) Ask him. (laughs) Where. Bro, I can't decipher this fucking tweet. Ask him where he thinks the future of art-only projects lie with utility projects in the creep. Patty, you got to work on your fucking English, bro. Uh, Man, I don't know. Uh, I guess this is going to be kind of a bullshit answer, but like, I I don't know, man. Art shouldn't have any utility beyond being enjoyed, right? Um, So art has its, its, uh, its intrinsic utility, but in terms of projects, like I view the NFT space as like, a, we're all just a bunch of venture capitalists collecting Pokemon cards. Like ideally we want to see return on our investment, but if you're buying art, like 
you can't really expect anything in return. So I think there's a lane for both, um, obviously, but the, it seems like the big like social experiment that's happening right now is like, how are we going to integrate the, all of this new web three technology into everyday life once it becomes widely adopted? So what do you mean by that? Like we just, there's just such a small part of the population that even engages with NFTs and, and web three space, but it seems like an emergent technology that's going to probably change the way we all interact with each other in the world. Probably what it's most important use cases are going to end up being probably just don't even exist yet. And we don't even like have the conception of what they might be yet. Um, because if you think back to like when the internet first started, like it was just, I don't even know what it was like, but it was not what it is now. And, you know, 30 years after the internet was created, then we got Bitcoin. So what happens 30, 40 years after Bitcoin's created? Bro, I'll tell you what the internet was like. I was trying to download a picture of porn and it would be creeping down from the top of the page. And then my mom would pick up the phone to call my aunt and it would fucking kill the entire collection. It's like fucking it was porn terrible. was literally like fucking pictures. Like, oh, let me get this image. Like, Bro, weird. kids these days don't know how good they got it, man. Do you remember the sound modems made? it's almost like an aztec death whistle and my mom it it went the opposite way too because my mom would be on the phone and i'd go to get on the computer and i'd hear it scream at me from the across the house because she'd be getting blasted in the ear with the fucking dial-up noise yeah man we just we just outed ourselves as boomers wait so so scum i've got a (laughs) follow-up question about art and utility here i saw that you um are you gave people that bought your collections a profile picture i don't know if that gives them any utility or like it was a separate piece of art are you trying to like incorporate some sort of utility or cultivate a community or what are you trying to do with those so oh man um it's a complicated question because it's a complicated answer i think i i don't know yet i know that i'm trying to grow community um and i know that i want to provide as much valuable as possible to anybody who supports me um, so I know that a lot of my art isn't PFPable, so I wanted to give everyone the option to have a scum PFP for this first collection in case they wanted it for the flex or whatever. Um, or if they just dug it and they wanted to make their PFP so far, no one's done it and that's fine. But I, I wanted to just, you know, keep sending gifts to people who have supported me. And that's something I, I continue to do, but because speaking of tech, this technology, because I have the all the hashes for those initial mints, like I can do an owner's discord um, with, you know, great protocol verification or whatever it is. Like I can make all of these walls um, for owners to interact with each other or with me based on, you know, these NFTs. So, sorry, to answer your question, I don't know yet. I think so. I think utilities in the future, but uh, I'm not sure what it looks like yet. Cause another thing too, is like, I don't think there's anything worse than a dead discord. Um, and I'm just not ready to be on my own Discord grind, you know? Oh, yeah, oh, that is a, a fucking grind. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Rest in peace to all those fucking people who are uh, saying GM in like 15 different Discords right now. Scum, <laughs> <laughs> you want to fucking plug some shit, bro? Like that you want uh, the people to know fucking links, where to fucking find you or your uh, your next shit that's dropping? Dgods.com. That's it. That's all that's happening Scum. right now. <clears throat> scum.art dead gods are coming yeah scum.art is here but like man the the real prize for everybody right now is going to be dead gods i'm fucking hyped i can't wait to share this with everybody hell yeah hell yeah all right well yeah we appreciate you coming on brother this has been a blast thank you for the uh the not as much dead god alpha as i hoped but i respect <laughs> it <laughs> thanks and, guys uh, good luck good luck with uh, your future endeavors and everything. 
appreciate it. I'll be around. Thanks, guys. Yeah, man. The slave chapter. We out. Bra